0: In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Today is Pentecost Sunday, and Pentecost is when we officially transition out of the season of Easter. We have been traveling these great 50 days of Easter together and before that, the 40 days of Lent. And these church seasons give us an opportunity to actually reflect on a particular idea, not just in a moment on one Sunday, but over the course of weeks and allow that idea to kind of sink into us and hopefully, fingers crossed, actually change us, move us in a particular direction. In Lent, so long ago, we talked about what it means to turn toward God, to actually repent and to turn away from whatever in the world is holding us back in our own spiritual growth and turn toward God, and by turning toward God, begin to be changed. And then in the season of Easter, we invited each other to share God's big love, to actually make what we do each day about the love that we have received so that we can spread that love to everyone we meet. I still find people telling me about that 14 day challenge I mentioned weeks ago where you actually intentionally show love in the world to people, maybe family or friends or neighbors, and you write it down. That actually when you journal the intentionality of showing love, it begins to seep into you and change the habits that you use as you live day to day. Well, Pentecost is another shift. Pentecost invites us to actually let the Spirit come into us and change the way we live even more. Pentecost is actually a challenge to us to be able to receive the Lord in a different way, to actually hear God's voice in a new way in our lives, regardless of where we are in our spiritual journey, to let God speak to us and nudge us and move us down that path just a little bit more. We are people a part of a community. Many of us in this room have committed to a church community here at St. Michael not because we think that it's the right thing to do, although it is, but because we know that we on our own can't actually develop our spirituality the way we wish, that we cannot make an impact in the world as effectively as we wish, but we can do that much better together. When we commit together, we can actually help one another grow, we can extend our love, we can make an impact in the world in a very significant way because we are committing beyond ourselves. Today, we, are re- we reiterate that kind of commitment in the stories that we have just heard because God wants each one of us to be part of his good work. Now God has been calling humanity forever. From the very beginning, God has been saying to human communities, follow me, listen to me, guide yourselves based on what I have done in your creation. We heard from Numbers this morning, and Numbers is an interesting choice for Pentecost. We don't often hear this story, but it's a reminder that no one person... Is the expert in following God. Here we have Moses who has taken the people out of Egypt and is beginning to create a whole set of rules and boundaries around what it means to be God's chosen people and he cannot do it himself. And so there are all of these other people that have been selected and empowered and blessed with the Spirit to go out and be God's representatives in the world as well. Moses with all of his strength and charisma and skill cannot do this on his own and so the people are reminded that there is not one single expert who gets to follow God that actually we are all in our own unique way called to follow God and to bear witness to God in the world. We reiterate that same idea in the coming of the Holy Spirit. This moment after Jesus' resurrection where the apostles, the disciples are locked away in a room for fear of the people who actually put Jesus to death And Jesus shows up anyway and breathes on them and gives them the spirit, that spirit that will stick, that spirit that will seep into their bones and give them the courage to go out in the world and make sure that people know the good news of God. Now it is that courage piece that is very important for us because we show up today, we baptize children today, we recommit ourselves today to our own discipleship journey. Nobody can make that choice for us. We are the ones who actually choose to put one foot in front of the other one day at a time to actually develop our own discipleship. But the courage piece is important. Because if we don't commit ourselves often enough, and if we don't commit ourselves to habits that actually help sustain us, we can allow fear to creep in and throw us completely off course. We understand what it's like to be afraid. Just like the disciples 2000 years ago, the world can be scary. It can be scary in a macro sense in a global sense, and it can be scary in a super local sense all of us understand what it's like to be afraid. And then once we feel that fear, we get to choose how to respond to the fear. God is calling us to allow the spirit to help us in our response. But whether we choose to allow the spirit to help us or not, that is up to us. We know that fear is a very strong motivator. And unfortunately, the more we are committed to groups, the more fear can seep in and guide us. I have a good friend who's a rector of a church, not in Texas. And part of what he did when he arrived at this church is he began to have conversations with lots of people about the history of this church. And this church is 100 plus years old. And as he's hearing the stories and all of the major moments in their history, it began to occur to him That that church, as faithful as they are, as lovely as they are, as much as they show up and do good work, had at major moments in its history made choices out of fear. When they established their endowment it was fear-based about the economy. When they began to do significant outreach ministries, it was fear-based about not being seen as good enough. When they began to do a building project, it was fear-based because they thought they had to do something or else they would kind of die on the vine. Every single decision was based on fear. A good church can still succumb to fear. And so we sitting in this church are actually called to do something a bit better than that. We are called not to just respond to the fear that we feel, but instead allow the spirit to turn that fear into something courageous, to be bold, to make commitments for our future and create decisions that actually guide us not out of fear, but out of hopefulness. That courage to hope for the future is perhaps the greatest gift that the spirit can give us right now in our world. Now I say all that and that sounds good. And my guess is you're like, yes, please, hopefulness, not fear. But actually that's harder to do in practice than it is to just speak about. As I was thinking about the way that the Holy Spirit functions, I recalled an experience I had back in March over spring break. We took our kids to Universal Studios down in Florida, and I don't know if you all are Harry Potter fans, but we certainly are. (laughs) And so we took them down at Universal. We really wanted to have that great Harry Potter experience. And for the first time, having gone to amusement parks because I grew up in Florida, so I am very well conditioned with amusement parks, I downloaded the app for the park. Have y'all used this when you've gone places? This app is like a dream come true. Not only is it a map of everything and it tells you all the times for the special shows and the parades and stuff like that, but it actually gives you real time wait times for all of the attractions it is a strategist's dream because I could see this and know okay well so that roller coaster is 75 minutes but that roller coaster is only 30 minutes so we're going to go over here first and then when everyone moves over to that one we're going to go to the other one and so we're going to save time and as I'm looking at this and thinking this is amazing because how else would I have known where to go in order to maximize my impact of this day I realized that in a sense, that's kind of, okay, so at the risk of being heretical, um, which is my favorite kind of thing to do, it's sort of like the Holy Spirit is our amusement park app, right? (laughs) Now hear me out. God created us, yes, Jesus dies for us, great, but it's the Holy Spirit that actually helps guide how we live in the world. The Spirit... Is what actually allows us to make decisions day to day. The Spirit is what fills us up and gives us a perhaps a look ahead or a nudge. Don't go to that roller coaster, go to that roller coaster. That's really what the Spirit does for us in this Pentecost moment because the world is huge. The problems are gigantic. Any one of us sitting by ourselves might think that the problems are too big for us to do anything about. And yet look at this room, when we come together, we have a lot more strength. And then think about this church connected to the churches in our neighborhood. Talk about being even stronger. And these churches in our neighborhood connected in our state and in our country and beyond, we actually have huge capacity to change the world for the better. This kind of change does not happen in a day or a month or even a year. This kind of change happens slowly and surely when we actually make a commitment to our own growth but not alone together. There are certainly people in this room who think this sound good but they're not quite committed. Today is an invitation it's an invitation for you to actually make today a starting point to change your level of discipleship commitment. How many of you have actually looked for, I was waiting for that. I don't know if you heard that. It was a long cry before the breath. It's okay, it's okay. That's really just the spirit coming into her. So part of what we all get is an opportunity to restart every day. For some of you in this room, it's been a while since you've sat in these pews, maybe for the first time today. For some of you in this room, the idea of not living in fear, but in living in hope and courage to help change the world for the better sounds really good. For every one of us, we can make today a new start a new beginning, a new willingness to listen to the way that God is calling out to us and guiding us and showing us how best to have an impact. In fact, starting next Sunday, we're beginning a Sunday series throughout the summer between the nine and 11 o'clock services, talking specifically about ways to hear God's voice and then respond with faith and with hope. Rather than allowing the fear to control us. And so today can be that starting point, not only for these beautiful children who will be baptized, but for each one of us in this room, regardless of where we are on that spectrum, we can move closer to God starting today. There is no expert who is going to live life for us. God calls each one of us. With all of our skills, with all of our failures, with our hopefulness and our fear, God calls us into a new way of being. My hope for us today is that we will find enough courage to say yes. Happy Pentecost, amen.